Whether you're dealing with does in heat and bucks in rut, the winter blues, the marathon of kidding season in the spring, or show season in the summer, Nate Funk and John Kane of Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, are with you every step of the way, bringing you interviews from various breeders, judges, and others from all over the country. We're always covering the latest ad good news and covering topics to help make us all better dairy goat breeders. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John, and as I'll, oh, not as always, this week we gave Nate Funk off, who's usually my counterpart and partner in crime, but we decided to have my other partner in crime join with my wife, Tierney Kane. Tierney, how's it going? Hi. Excited to be on yet again, two times in a year. Woo! Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> So, Tierney, uh, we'll talk a little bit about our week, but that's going to be really our main topic, which is uh, Fair Week. Um, how was your week, though, at the fair, Dutchess County Fair? It was wonderful. I mean, we had a great time seeing everyone that we haven't seen in over a year now and almost two years. And uh, we enjoyed it with Alice for the first time. So that was exciting. The weather could have been a little better. I mean, <sighs> it rained the first couple of days and then... It was a real feel index of about 102 with 100% humidity. So Yeah, we went from hurricane whatever to I the died. Sahara des- Desert in like 48 hours. Yeah. It was pretty nuts. It was brutal, but we made the best of it and we really enjoyed ourselves. Yeah, we uh we did well. The baby was awesome. Alice did a great job. She was like the most content baby ever. At the- I really think... She's just going to be that person that loves goat shows and, and everything fairs. So that'll be fun uh, in the future. And it was fun this week. And I think she's just going to want to have more goats and more goats, Tierney. I don't know about all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we showed our goats. We uh, did okay, pretty well for ourselves, better than we have in the past. And it, we'll talk more about that uh, with the topic but it was it was a weird week. I was oddly busy. Uh, I showed a cow. You did. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that too. Uh, and we were going to have uh, Danielle or Grace or Caitlin and everybody on. But honestly, when you get at the fair and you do your daily stuff at the fair, it doesn't really leave a lot of room to do anything else besides sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think you go in with the expectation of, oh, we have a whole week. We're only showing for two days of it. But between chores and family time and a lot of people from our hometown drove, you know, it's almost an hour from us, drove the hour mm-hmm. to come and spend some time with us. And I think just the heat really took it out of everyone this year. Oh. Normally, we spend some more time just hanging at the barn, hammocks and all. But yeah, this year, it was just brutal. I, uh, at one point, I was like, hey, Danielle, you want to record? Because it was kind of a lull. And she looked at me and was like, today? And I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's okay. We, we made do. And I think this is going to be a fun episode. I hope um, so. Yeah. So there's a little bit of ad good news, Tierney. Not right. much. Um, the Spotlight Sale uh, list came out for convention. Uh, we're not attending convention this year because it's all the way out in Arizona and 
as much as we love to travel, we spent a lot of our own personal time going to shows this year. You know, every weekend show that there is, I'm taking a personal day, uh, and then the week for the fair. Um, so we're going to save our personal time uh, for nationals next year. So we won't be going to convention. We wish we were, and I hope that the people that do go uh, to Arizona will have a great time. It sounds like it's a pretty lovely place that they're having it at, uh, at that resort. Um, but yeah, so uh, Spotlight Sale came out. Uh, there's like four La Manches on the list, which is awesome. Three Nubians, three Nigerians. Uh, then you get to like the Togs, the Obers, the Sonnens, and there's one, each one. Um, so I really hope that uh, those animals go for a decent amount of money uh, for those sellers and uh, create a little bit of revenue there. Uh, seems like the quality's up there as it should be for the spotlight sale. So it should be a really nice one. Um, yeah, that's really just about the news. Um, I saw a lot of people were getting appraised uh, this week. Uh, and that's awesome that the appraisers are still going out. As we spoke last week, there was a lot of people getting mad that they weren't getting appraised and all this stuff. But the, the appraisers are still working, like I said last week. So uh, I'm glad that there's more herds able to get appraised and get those numbers and, and be able to uh, use those numbers in their in their programs. Uh, so thank you to all the appraisers out there that listen. And, uh, you know, your hard work does not go unnoticed. Uh, I know it's been a long year for you, even though we started late. So uh, thanks. But we'll we'll jump right into it. I think this is going to be a quick episode. I don't even know if we're, we're going to hit an hour. I mean, you and I can get talking for quite some time, so maybe. Uh, but we'll, we'll keep it kind of short. We're both pretty exhausted from our county fair. And that's the topic for this week is county fairs, state fairs, and uh, kind of how we prepare. And maybe we'll, we'll be able to give people some pointers as far as uh, those long shows like a county fair that for our personal county fair is a week long. Yeah. We trucked in Sunday last week. I got week. there Saturday. You did get there Saturday. You took you and your dad took the RV out while I was working. Mm-hmm. And how'd that go? We made it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the goal to get it there. Uh, we purchased the secondhand RV. And if any of you out there uh, have RVs or campers, you know that once you start one project, it just keeps snowballing. And mm-hmm. we worked our butts off for a good six or eight weeks getting it ready. And we made it there. And it monsooned. We had no leaks. Yeah. <laughs> the AC worked. The air conditioning was a godsend. Oh, it was a little loud. It was a little loud. We got to put know, like a, maybe like a, a different muffler. muffler on it. Yes. <laughs> you read my mind. A muffler on there or something to silence it. It's just, you're sitting there watching TV and you're at, the TV's volume's all the way up to 90. Uh, it's a little loud. Yeah. But uh, we, we pardon the pun, but we fared very well <laughs> having an RV this year. We've always traveled uh, to the fair for a week long in a pop-up camper. But having Alice this year, that would just not have been conducive. No. You know, it's just, it's not comfortable. No. Especially in, in that amount of heat. And those oh. of you that are down south, my heart goes out to you. Yeah. It well, is not enjoyable. Well, I, if they're camping down south, they better have AC. If they they if not, they're a special kind of crazy. For sure. Um, 
but you know, going from a pop-up camper to an RV, it took a lot more, um, what can we pack? Oh, let's just pack the whole house because it will fit. <laughs> You're not kidding. That's what it felt like for me. You're like, this needs to go up. This needs to go up. I'm like, how much of it did we use? Pretty much everything. Did we? We brought a little too much clothes. Yeah. Like you can never have too much clothes with a 10 month old. Mm-hmm. Um, you just never know when it's going to come out one end or the other. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it's true. Um, but as far as, you know, kitchen items and show items that we were able to store in the RV as well, we used everything. Yeah. And yeah. John can attest to this. I go a little crazy with my planning. I have a checklist that gets checked twice. and So lists are probably pretty important for going to a fair or a state fair to me they are gold yeah after our first fair we got back on that sunday and that monday i started my list for the next year have you started your list for next year yet uh, for nationals nationals is so that's what the point i'm getting to oh when you go to your first week-long show or your first one day show take a look around and see what the other exhibitors are doing do they have hay bags or do they have metal hay feeders? Um, what types of pens are they? Do you need a clip for your water buckets? Mm-hmm. You know, little things like that. We had no idea we needed. <laughs> I was yeah. Our first our first year, we I think I forgot water buckets or or the you feed bins. The feed bins and water buckets. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. we had a friend who lived close by and had some extra. Yeah. You know, but just the little things that people do, you know, we didn't realize you could decorate the stalls that your goats are in when you're at, at the fair, at the fair. Yes. Yeah. Um, when you're there, yes, you're there to show, but you're also there to exhibit for the public. You're there to answer questions. Meanwhile, those questions can be insane at times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John tends to get into the zone when he's doing chores or doing something with the goats and people are they're curious. They don't have livestock or goats. Are you, are you talking about the person that walked up to me when I was milking and asked me how much, or asked me if I'm going to fill the bucket and I looked at them and I smiled and I said, well, I'm not going to fill it. The goat is. (laughs) That was a good interaction. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I do get in my zone, especially when I have my earbuds in, uh, listen to music or whatever, um, during chores so I do lose a little bit of sight, but I feel like I make up for it when I'm not doing chores and I'm sitting there and people come up and ask questions and, and we answer them. You definitely do. Um, the stalls that we were placed in this year, um, our goats tended to enjoy getting their heads stuck. Ugh. And it's a panic moment, you know, as cool. the owner that your goat is stuck and you have to get in there and get it out. But then you look around and you realize that there's 15 little kids staring at you that yeah you, know, you have to keep your game face on yeah for sure you know you know make a small joke or put a smile on your face we got it out you know something give, give the goat an extra hug for being a dummy and you know showing the people that even though you want to strangle said goat for being so silly uh <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a good thing that you love them you yeah know? the the part the problem with those pens is it used to be where the pigs were right so it's it's hog panel, so it's small on the bottom, then it gets gradually bigger up top. So as it gets gradually bigger, there's a size for every goat that it, it can get stuck. It's a playful puzzle after being stuck in that pen for It a sure week. is. So 
Our does, our milking does did that the first day. Both of them got stuck at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we got, they have dividers just in case you have like a dry dough and a milker that don't get along or something. Um, so we used a divider at that end uh, so they won't get their head stuck. So that worked, yeah. um, which is going to a point that it's good to be flexible saying, oh, well, the goats are getting stuck. What can I do? And you look around at your resources that you have and try to find a solution for those problems. That's a big thing at, at shows that is probably not going to go on a list ever, but it's something that you need to be aware of that you need to be uh, always flowing with, with the changes of what you're set up with. Right. And also be aware, like we're fortunate. Our County fair has a feed store. Mm -hmm. A feed store has a site on location Um, But if you're going somewhere that you haven't been before, look and see if there's a feed store or even a hardware store nearby before you go. So you can say, all right, I don't need to bring certain fencing or Mm -hmm. maybe I should grab one of those little tool bags with a hammer and pliers. I mean, we carry one with us now because we've learned, you know, you want to do certain things or you want to modify your pen Mm -hmm. if, if it's allowed. Um you know, to be conducive for your animals. It's it's a big adjustment for them to be in a new place. So we got to the fair. We got the RV. You're, you and your father got the RV set up. Mm-hmm. You're there Saturday. I roll in Sunday before the storm. Right. Like right as it was about to hit. I think I made it there two hours before it hit, right? Just about. Um, so we get set up. We, get, we do the vet check. Uh, you know, always make sure if you're going to your county fair, uh, that you have a health certificate for your animals that you're bringing. Um, most fairs, county fairs, do require that, and I'm sure all state fairs require that. Uh, so make sure you're really looking through the rules uh, for those, you know, county or states. Um, so we get them checked in, get them in. We're in a different barn than we usually are. Uh, right. We felt a little bit different about that, um, but I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah, I mean. There's always, there's always a better pen, right? Right. You know, and I think for us, we knew that sites were being moved around this year and we were hoping to be on an exterior side so we could have a little extra space considering we had a baby, but we made it work. And for those of you with babies and barns, get a tree swing. Yeah. The plastic infant tree swing was our savior. <laughs> she loved that thing. And mm-hmm. there were other... Uh, babies yep. in the goat barns and we looked around and all of a sudden there's three swings yep. all set up so i guess it was a good idea <laughs> we brought ours and they all went out and picked them up as well yep so we got that um some things that are kind of like yeah you need the feed you need hay you need all that stuff you know you, your milking supplies mm-hmm. your milk stand uh, that's pretty uh straightforward uh for like the comfort level uh, it's always good to check your rules again for your fares, uh, but ours allows us to have a uh, fridge, mm-hmm. um, you know, table set up, a pop up tent, um, you know, basically anything we want. I know one of our friends, Sally, she cooks bacon and eggs every morning, and yep, she brings her little griddle or her yep. blackstone grill, her cake up, her yep, uh, coffee, coffee maker. Yeah, so it's. It's definitely like, yes, I need this stuff, but also think, what else can I bring to make us a little bit more comfortable for those long shows? I mean, a week is not a short show, and it's only a two-day show that we do. Right. 
so the first day we did all juniors shows uh, in one one ring, you know, every breed. And then it was three breeds one day, so the same day as the junior show, and then three breeds the next day. Correct. So it was pretty smooth. We did all juniors, um, showed them, and then... No, they were the second day. day. Oberhasli were oh, the sorry, yes. were the same day. So same then we showed juniors. our Oberhasli milker and our juniors again uh, because there's group classes. So mm-hmm. I would suggest anybody that's sh- signing up for a county fair for the first time, if you can make group classes, do it because that's more premiums that are going to be added into your check uh, at the end of fair. I know. Even ours, if you get last place, that's still like five bucks, I think. Uh, so you get, you know, 10, 10 out of, you're 10th place out of 10, you're getting a $5 extra premium. So why not sign up for those? Uh, and the one thing I like about County Fair, it's where we started showing. It's where we cut our that teeth. That was our first show. Uh, we, it was one show that year that we did, was Dutchess County Fair. And we showed and we did okay, but I wanted to do better. Of course, that competitive team <laughs> nature. Yeah. So we went out and got a buck. And then the next year, we went and we did uh, Progressive and Duchess. Yeah. And we did pretty well at, at Duchess again. Uh, and and I love the fact that there's so many Oberhasli and recorder grades at Duchess. So we can really gauge where we're at. So then we had, of course, COVID. Right. And so there was no shows. And then this year we did a ton of shows and we're wrapping up our show season at Duchess and we did really well considering. I mean, usually like we'll get like one or two, three, four first places. This year we get like 15 and I'm not, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but it was a shocker for us. Mm -hmm. We weren't expecting that. Um, And it was really like eye opening, like, okay, we are improving Uh, And those, those county fairs can do that for you, right? Yes. You know, you're seeing, so pretty much in our county fair, the Oberhostleys come from one family line. Yeah. And, you know, the 4-H kids that grew up with that family line have now started their own open, open. Open shows where they're not 4-Hers anymore. Yeah. Right. So we kind of started off that line as well. And I remember saying to John, Let's bring in some new genetics. Let's bring in something different and see how it goes. So the fact that we went back with our new genetics now this time, because we had COVID last year. We only showed one animal that had the old genetics, not old genetics, quote unquote, just the our, the, our foundation genetics. Correct. Yes. Um, you know, and I'm going to call it out here. Miss Sally Grayville is the most humble amazing breeder yes for Oberhostley. i mean she has been our starting point our foundation does came from her does well the, they came from our friends the regions correct. who they use use sally's bucks they're neighbors so they use her bucks they started out with does from them in their 4-h so yes they're very similar lines so yes they are neighbors and their genetics are very closely aligned so we went out, we got some new genetics, we brought them to the table, and we felt more competitive mm-hmm. as far as goats go, but not as far as friends go. No, I I love the fact that, yes, we are, 
Sally and I are kind of competitive, but in a friendly way. It's not like we're mad at each other when each other wins. I'm taking pictures of her goats that are in the the uh, final drive with you know for best in show. Right. Um, you know, she's high fiving me when my goats go one, two, three over hers. You know, she's it's 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 very nice the fact that uh, we can still support each other. Yes. And still cheer each other on when you know we're winning. Right. You know, and if if you are going to come in second or third to someone that you're friends with and you care about, to have it be Sally is still just amazing mm-hmm. to me. And I'm hoping I got my point across there. You know, just saying how if you're going to lose to someone who's been breeding for so 40 long, years, 40 years. Yeah, it's it's worth the win. And she deserves yeah. every ribbon in her barn. She had a dry earling there that was absolutely gorgeous this year. And she ended up going grand. And I couldn't have been more happy. I mean, she's a beautiful doe. Um, and I was I was ecstatic. Uh, our juniors did pretty well. Um, no dry legs or anything. We did get two restricted legs for our milkers, though. So that was pretty cool. Uh, next year is their two-year-old. So hopefully they can... Do you want to can... uh, explain what a restricted leg is? Sure. So for a milk, a restricted leg for a junior is when they go grand. Uh, and they're, you know, they're obviously not milk. Um, so they get a restricted leg. Uh, they can get earn one of those. Now, if you have, say, a yearling milker like we do, mm-hmm. um, that goes reserve grand champion behind a doe that has already finished but wasn't shown in, like, champion challenge or anything, um, they earn a restricted leg. If your doe that, it, you know, wins like that, right. you know, gets reserved to a finished champion but she already has a dry leg, it doesn't count as a leg because they can only get one restricted leg. So they didn't they didn't show last year except for once, and they didn't get any dry legs or anything so both of them just happened to go reserve against finished does so yeah they got their restricted legs um not the way that i like to get them you know i'd rather get grand but it's okay i'm happy that they have a leg towards their permanent championship i'll take that any day of the week yeah absolutely (laughs) the nice thing that we have about our fair is that it's actually a sanctioned adga show Mm -hmm. and it's not like even if there's a lot of sanctioned shows out there for county fairs, but they don't meet numbers. So your the grand champion win or the reserve grant doesn't count, uh, which is always kind of a bummer. Uh, we've had that happen a couple times this year at just some club shows. It's, it's kind of, it stinks a little bit. <laughs> it's yeah. not fun. Um, but the nice thing is with this show is that uh, every breed that uh, they put in for is sanctioned. So Oberhosley's, Recorded grades, Nubians, Alpines, everybody's got enough to make numbers. Um, So it it makes it worthwhile if you can find a county fair that you can get that sanctioned show, show, which is nice. And and this year they tried something different. Uh, There were some hiccups. We won't go into it. But there was a junior show and then a combined doe show in one ring and another combined show in the second ring. So we had... Uh, three shows essentially, which was pretty cool. Yeah, except for two of them happened around nap time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I had our really good friend Tyler Ramirez, 
who yeah. is absolutely wonderful. He comes up to watch the show. He tells me the day before the show, hey, I'm going to come up. And I was like, cool. If you want to show some goats, you could. And he was like, I'll bring my whites. And he comes up and he showed with us for a couple hours. Yeah. And helped out. And then uh, he had to go. And which Faith also helped. Faith, Faith did help, yep. Uh, so he had to go. And then Faith was showing, I think, in the other ring. And then <laughs> Tierney's like, Tierney's back her all week. Yeah, uh, she's that, been through some stuff. Right. That and, you know, we have some, some scary medical stuff going on right now. So, you know, I, I went because it's our county fair and I wanted to be there. But mm-hmm. I knew I had to take it easy. Um. Well, I think that new mattress threw you for a loop because it's a little soft. Yeah, we put a new mattress in the RV. That was another project. Um, so Terry's back hurt. Alice was ready for a nap. So I said, go to the RV. I've got Tyler here. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you're good. And, and there's plenty of people that can help out. So uh, so she goes. And then Obers are up. So I've got three in one class. Mm-hmm. Not ideal. If it was two, I could probably have shown both of them at the same time. Yeah, you've done that before, but yeah. it's definitely better to have one show person. Per yeah, show. for sure. <laughs> um, so, <coughs> excuse me. So I go up, I take Alice for a nap, and we come la di da back down to the show barn, and all of a sudden I look, and there's John and five of our goats in two different rings. <laughs> yes. And I, thankfully, we had a really great friend who happened to be standing nearby, and I said, oh, my God, here's Alice. And I jump in the ring and... Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. So, before you got there, I was like, let me get my animals ready. There's holding pens, thank goodness. Uh, So, I throw three juniors in there. And then I had my dry yearling. So, I I think I showed her. And then I was like, oh, I got to grab the Guernseys because they're in AOP. So, I grabbed them. But somebody put... Mary Mac in the pen with the kids in the holding mm-hmm. pen and didn't put the pin down. I don't know if it was me. I can't remember. It was a whirlwind. Uh, but <laughs> I am grabbing the Guernseys. I come and I look and here come the kids just bawling out of that holding pen because Mary Mac was beating the snot out of them. Straight through the show ring. Through the, all of a sudden these kids are kicking their heels up through the show ring and I'm just like, come on! Like, please! <laughs> <laughs> so... I think you came right at that point. I came just as they were being put away. And our friend Carolyn that so graciously hung out with Alice for the next two hours was like, yeah, you better get in there. I think John needs you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was so hot too. It it was so hot that I broke out in in hives. Hives, yeah. It was crazy. I have never had that happen. It was probably because I was overdoing it a little bit. Yeah. Um, But yeah, we got them shown. It went well. Yes. Um, the Guernseys look great. They beat some Nigerian dwarves. Yeah. That was cool. Nigerian dwarves that had beat our Nigerian dwarves two years ago. Yeah. So it was it was really neat. Uh, the Guernseys went over well. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing about the Guernseys is that Tierney made um, a big poster with pictures. Did we grab those posters, by the way? I don't know. They kind of got ruined. Oh. They were yummy, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so Tierney made it with her cricket machine that you've all heard before. And uh, we put them, the Guernsey one, like right by where the Guernsey kids were. And then the Oberhasley one by our milkers. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice because we got to inform the public. You know, we had uh, 
a bunch of facts about their how they started and and where they come from, yeah. what they look like, how big they'll get, just random fun facts. Yep, essentially the the things that people like to ask. It kind of cuts down on our time having to spend with you know the millions of questions over and over. Which you know, like I said before, you're there, yes, for the show, but you're also there to exhibit your animals to the public to answer questions. Um, you know, I mentioned Sally earlier. She and her husband, Dave, do a milking goat demonstration where, you know, they have a line of people for hours coming to, you know, milk their goats and learn how to milk a goat. And it's it goes over very well. Yeah, they didn't do it this year because of COVID. They did at one point. Did they? Mm-hmm. They had hand sanitizer and everything all set oh. up. I didn't they, see them. They did ask people to wear masks if they were going yeah. to. I mean, and COVID was a factor this year at Fair. Mm-hmm. We won't get into details, but uh, there were some instances uh, where COVID was a thing. And with any big fair like that in this state of the country, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to happen. Um, I know they were talking about possibly shutting down the Big E, which is one of our biggest shows in the Northeast for livestock uh, this year. I don't know if they came up to, with a decision today or not. I haven't seen anything. I didn't see anything, yeah. Uh, we don't go to Big E just because that's during football season. Yes. Uh, that's when I'm hard at work with that stuff. <laughs> uh, so really, Dutchess County Fair is like the... Uh, it's our finale yeah. to the season. Yep. And, and then we look forward to breeding season. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which well, we... We look, we look forward to a little bit of a break and then yes. breeding season. Yep, we went down to one one time a day milking today. The girls are not happy with me, and the kids are not happy with me either for only getting one bottle today. Yeah. I think they'll survive. Yes. Um, but we we also came home to very ruddy bucks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I walked in that. We kept him in the doe barn just because it's easier access, and uh, chores are much easier than going, you know, on the other side of the property. Right. Uh, for Tierney's dad that was taking care of them, thankfully. Yeah. He was our MVP. I'm going to give yeah. a quick shout out to Grandpa Smiley. Yeah. Saving saving our time at fair. Yeah, he, he was the MVP, that's for sure. Uh, but we came home to some very ruddy bucks. I mean, Orion's neck is huge and stinky. Yeah, I smelt them when we came in the driveway. Woo. And uh, last season for uh, breeding, I was incredibly pregnant and the only thing that made me sick my entire pregnancy was the smell of buck. So I like the smell. You're weird. It's great. I think they, <laughs> if they made it a cologne, I'd wear it. No, you would not. You'd be divorced. <laughs> um, now, here's another interesting part of uh, county fairs is what 4-H. Yes. 4-H is so important. And oftentimes, unless people have kids it's overlooked it's just something that's becoming lost on a lot of people and and we were moved to a different barn this year which is which used to be traditionally called the 4-H barn that's the barn when they kept all the 4-Hers right um but 4-H sold those barns back to the county fairgrounds right so it's not really a 4-H barn anymore it's just a goat barn right uh, so they intermingled these 4-Hers with breeders this year and I honestly think it was good I mean I had a lot quite a few young people yeah in the morning I every morning I'd you know sweep out the barn yeah uh make it look nice for the day uh and it was nice to 
you know, lean up against a pen and talk to a 4-H'er about their animals and what they like and improvements and all that stuff. Uh, there's another 4-H'er that uh, uses one of our bucks, uh, and they were thinking about using a different buck. And I walked them over to the kid pen and the doe pens and said, well, which does do you like and why? And, and we came to a decision that way. Um, because I don't, I feel like sometimes a name gets used more than just the confirmation. So that's why I did it that way. But really, I think it's a good way to educate the youth on breeding goats and how to go about that and all that good stuff. Yeah. And I think also it was nice that they did mingle us in this year, considering we have a future 4-H'er on our hands. Yes. You know, so to see how they do things, how their clubs function, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was nice for us to kind of intermingle with them. There were actually uh, four other future 4-H'ers that were born over this past year. So we're calling them our little goat girl gang. Yeah. Um, You know, so you create these friendships and these camaraderies of literally growing up in the barn Mm -hmm. and you see these 4-H kids that, you know, their parents show on social media years and years of them going head to head in the ring. And it's just, it's competitive, but they also learn to lean on one another. Yeah. You have your ADGA sanctioned show, and then they also host a 4-H show. Yes. Parents, leaders are not allowed to assist the kids. They have to help one another. Mm -hmm. And you really see these bonds. And it's, it's, Look at the master showmanship that they did where these uh, 4-H'ers of every species, um, each master showman of that compete against each other uh, to to show each individual species and see who did it better. And and they get the the big plaque and chair and all this stuff. Um, And to watch those, it was four young ladies this year, to watch them cheer each other on throughout each species was amazing yeah it was so cool and usually i don't watch that but i think now that alice is here right i've like become more aware and cognizant of everything 4-h and and it was really special to watch and i think it's really nice the night before the 4-h show you know the the master showman from the beef cows or the dairy cows or the equine like are teaching each other how to show their animals Mm -hmm. And unlike goats, the you see these kids that have worked so hard with their animals, knowing that the next day their animals are going to market. Yeah. And, well, they're going to the livestock sale. Right. For, you know, the auction for market. Right. And they are holding one another up. And it's really, no one would understand what they're experiencing other than each other. Right. Yeah. And to me, that's like, it's just special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't wait for Alice to be old enough to take part in 4-H and we're going to have to figure out that one if we're going to start our own club or what. That's a little bit down the road. Yeah. That's a whole another segment. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, if, if you're just coming into breeding goats or really any livestock and you have kids, look into your, your local 4-H clubs and see maybe you can start one, maybe you can join one, but mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. You can tell the difference 
walking around the fairgrounds of what kids belong to 4-H and what kids don't. It's, it's yeah. pretty evident in how they present themselves. and Very respectable young men and women. Yeah. For sure. The future of agriculture, for sure. So let's talk about something interesting. What's that? Are we are we buying cows now? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I uh, sent a couple friends that picture, and they they raised an eyebrow and like new venture. No, no, squashing the rumor. No. <laughs> yeah. so, well, it's easy to see on Facebook that I helped a friend uh, show his uh, Ayrshire cows, dairy cows, and. It was an adventure. Mm-hmm. It's been 20 plus years since I've touched a cow. And it was fun. It was a good time. It was hot. It was very hot. I was drenched. Yeah. It And it was the first show of the day. It was only, what, 930? Yeah, about so. But the barn couldn't have been any further from the show ring, I don't think. No, but even beyond that, you had a couple feisty girls on your hands, oh. too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spicy girls. That should. That's that's what twenty twenty one Dutchess County Fair is this year. Spicy girls because those cows were a couple of them were acting like they were coming into season, and then all of our girls, besides really the Guernseys and maybe a couple juniors, came into heat. And oh, we did. I decided to do a one day milk test on my one first freshener because I was like, wow, she's. I milked her that evening or that morning. I was like, it's been less than 12 hours. What a milk truck she's become. Yeah. Let's get her on this one day milk test. You know, they do a uh, milking competition through the fair. Um, Our friend Danielle, a friend of the show, uh, puts that on for the kids. You know, she's a tester and everything so she can make it official. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And she's like, okay. So then I milk her out that night. And her production was a little bit down. I was like, well, maybe it wasn't that hot, but maybe she just didn't. Maybe I just got to throw more hay at him. So I threw more hay at him, you know, more grain, all that good stuff. The next morning for the first milk test, she's in raging heat. <laughs> and her production tanked. I think for that whole test, she did 6.2 pounds, if I'm not correct, which is way down for her. She's yeah. closer to 10 Um so hopefully she has good butter fat and everything. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun though. It was fun, but back to the cows. Oh, Those oh. girls were feisty. Yeah, they uh one was throwing our friend around the ring pretty good. Um she walked up good for me, but as soon as she hit those shavings, she was not happy and the other girls they did okay. I mean, I was holding up one's head. Because she was just so lazy on that halter. I mean, I'm just holding it up, sweating. Because a cow's head's pretty heavy. Yeah, it's a lot heavier yeah. than holding a goat by a chain. Oh, it's so, much, it's so much easier showing goats than it is cows. You know, yeah. you don't walk backwards so with goats. So reason number one not to get into cows. It's well, easier to show goats. We're, we're, we're uh, trying to uh, persuade here. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's me you have to worry about. I think it's Alan. I think it's, she loved those cows. Yes. She was all smiles. Mm-hmm. She just loved hanging out. We, I loved hanging out in the, in the cow barn. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fun. I mean, there was good company. Definitely great company. And it was just a different, 
Different than what we're used to. A different vibe. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, in our county fair, um, the cow barns are much larger, obviously. Larger animal, larger barn. Um, but the exhibitors hang out inside the barn. So they yeah. set up their show boxes and their chairs and all of that stuff. And they make these great exhibits um, right out, right behind where their cows are standing. Yeah. Other than in the goat barn where you actually set up outside of the barn. Yeah, you're you're on the outside wall. On the outskirts out- of the barn itself. Yeah, yep. Um, you know, so I think it's nice to be able to sit in the barn to have hands on your animals constantly, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to see the other exhibitors just, you know, hey, neighbor down the end of the barn, how are you? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a different environment. Yeah, I think it's, it was neat. Uh, if you're doing a pros and cons list, that was definitely a pro tyranny, so you better be careful. Darn uh, it. We're not getting cows anytime soon and probably won't ever. Yeah. Um, we'll just we'll just have friends that have cows and Alice can go visit. Yes. Yeah. It, that's perfect. Um, going back to goats, because this is a dairy goat podcast, Tierney. Yes, indeed. Uh, one thing that... When you're, when you're going to a county fair, there's some fairs that will provide bedding yes. for your goats. Dutchess County Fair is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was not pleased with the bedding. No. It was wet and moldy. Yes. So as soon as I saw that, I went on a rampage. We got a new bale that wasn't wet and moldy. Yes. And got it set up. So... It, it all worked out, but if, if you're going to a fair that provides the bedding or national show that provides bedding, make sure you check it over um, and it's not moldy or wet and gross uh, because it was really, I was, it takes a lot to get me really, really worked up and that really, really worked me up. But, you know, in hindsight, as far as planning and preparing, we always have bedding with us no matter where we're going. You just never know if maybe enough wasn't ordered or... Mm-hmm. enough wasn't delivered that was ordered or it's in bad condition. You just never know. And it's just something we've always done is yep. kept a bale of straw or shavings or whatever you use for bedding in with your. Yeah. You know, we bring two your... bales of the, of the compressed straw for bedding just in case. Uh, Cause like you said, you never know. And I think one year we did actually use it. Because I think the the bedding was super dusty or something. No, they only provide shavings and we only do straw. Oh, that's right. And they changed that recently. Yeah. Now they're only providing straw, except for those that are like, no, in the book it says shavings. Right. We, d- we don't worry about shavings anymore. We don't mess with it. It's just not worth it for us. We had a goat choke on it um, yeah. and cost us money through the vet. Yeah. And it was a pain. So yeah. we don't mess with it anymore. No, we don't. Um, you know, and as far as the vet, too, our county fair has a vet on site. Most most county fairs have state vets, yep. Yep, and, you know, definitely use that resource if you feel you need to. We had a girl down the end of the barn was, you know, she had a milker and a baby that were just super stressed, super hot, and, you know, she was throwing everything she could think of at them, and the vet came over I forget exactly what he gave her. And yeah, he treated were, her for. They were cleared up yeah. in a day or two. Yep. So don't ever let your animals suffer. No, um, I even had him come over and look at our goats because I have, 
have a feeling they're going to get fair fair ick. It's Uh, like taking your kid to kindergarten. Yeah. When you go to a week-long show, it's almost like inevitable that they're going to get sick. Because if there's one sick goat, somebody's going to touch that goat and then touch your goats. This is going to happen. So they're a little... They're not raspy or anything, but you can tell they're going to um, probably get the fair ick cough yeah. uh, for a couple of days. Load and them up with some beef. I've already treated them. Yeah, beef yeah. all the as soon as you yeah. get home. And... Yeah. So it's just better off that way. Um, what else do you think new people could use for a fair? Man, I mean, we can always upload my list, my master <laughs> list. Because lists, lists, and more lists, folks. You, I mean, it's. I, I have an Excel spreadsheet, and that way I can just add and remove things as we find them necessary. Like I said, every every fair and every show are different in what's provided and what's available to you. Um, water filters, big deal. I know you guys talked about it in one of your previous mm-hmm. pod, pod, uh, podcasts. Sorry. Episodes. <laughs> Episodes, yes. Um, but water filters, we keep one in our show box. Yeah, we have two now. Yeah, we do. We always have them available. We let other people borrow them because those types of fairgrounds and facilities aren't used constantly. They're pumping a ton of chlorine through the lines. Mm -hmm. And especially those animals that are used to well water are not going to do well on city water. Yeah. You know, I know people sometimes bring their own water from home for us. That's just not doable um, space wise. But those water filters, they're meant for RVs or campers work great right on the end of the hose they do and if our luckily our girls aren't too finicky about the water going through the filter here at home yeah uh but i know people uh use blue light Mm -hmm. uh, which is like uh electrolytes that they put in there um we've never really had to use it i think i've gotten it once and i used it after i think i used it with carla uh when she was sick but um we don't we don't tend to need that maybe Next year for nationals, we'll give it to them just to give them that little oomph. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I have another point. Oh, go ahead. I think you'll appreciate this one. Oh. So for us, fair is our family vacation. Yeah. It's goats, us, my, my family comes to visit, John's family comes to visit, our friends. You know, it's a great time. You are also there to care for your animals. Yes. Um, you know, you go down, you do chores in the morning check on your animals. It's okay to go down to the midway and ride some rides and eat all that wonderful fair food that I'm sure we're gonna be not feeling so well for the next oh, week or so we yeah. need to detox over here. Yeah. Um, but check on your animals. This week it was so incredibly hot and miserable. And check on your neighbor's animals. You yeah. Know, if you, we um you know, if for whatever reason you're not feeling well, you need to go to the camper or wherever your safe place is to relax and unwind, ask your neighbor to make sure your goats haven't kicked over their water bottle or, I'm sorry, water bucket. Just keep an eye on your animals. Keep an eye on your neighbor's animals. You know, go ahead. Well, I agree to with you to an extent. It is not, however your job as a county county fair, state fair, whatever exhibitor to take care of your neighbor's animals. First of all, in some cases, people don't even know whose animals those are, what kind of status they have as far as diseases, any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's not your responsibility, but if you do see that 
and you feel comfortable with filling, you know, empty water buckets and hay racks for the people, fine. Uh, but also don't be afraid to report that to the whatever, you know, the GOAT branch director superintendent, or superintendent, director. anybody, um, <clears throat> and get it resolved. Uh, because that happened to us this fair. I'm not going to name names, obviously, but we ha- we I had to have a talk with that exhibitor and also with the superintendent yeah. and get it taken care of. And, and lo and behold, after that conversation, they started taking care of their goat. Yeah. And it's not to say that they didn't take care of their animals. They came down and did chores in the morning. But then Most mornings. Would, then they would disappear for yeah. hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, goats are, are feisty little things. They are in a smaller area. They, you know, bump into each other. They use the bathroom and sometimes it gets in the water and well when it's 102 degrees out it's something that you need to keep your eye on you know and people don't want you don't want the public coming through your barns and seeing poop in the water you Mm -hmm. know or animals that are laying there panting because they don't have fresh water right yeah so uh just take care of your animals if you're going to a county fair or any fair or any show uh, it's your responsibility to take care of your animals at home, at a show, everywhere. So um, don't think that, although it does feel like a vacation for us, yeah. it's not. Um, there's still work to be done. And don't just say, oh, I'll, I'll get to them in a couple hours. They'll be fine. Um, yes, there were times where I was like, oh, Tierney, I'm going to go take a nap. Right. But I would tell somebody, like. A good friend or. Yeah. You know, someone that you trust in the barn to say, hey, we'll do it for you, but right now we need to go take a break. Yeah. You know, would you mind just keeping an eye out? Yeah. And you also need to be there because people, members of the public don't think, and they walk through the barn with their funnel cake and ice cream, and they think it's fun to feed it to your animals. And how many times did I pick out garbage that people just threw in our pens, you know, paper plates, uh, Cups. Cups. And if I didn't catch it right away, God forbid they ate it, and who knows what happened. They could or become obstructed. Yeah, so just be mindful uh, that, yes, there is a job to be done at a fair. Uh, You are also a a representative of dairy goats at a show. Mm -hmm. Uh, So try to make sure that your goats look their best. Um, You know, obviously, we all strive to have good condition on our animals, uh, make sure that they... Uh, look healthy, uh, and are healthy enough to be on a health certificate to get in the show, right? Yeah. Uh, and and pass vet check, but at the same time, um, you don't want to meet meeting the bare minimum, right? Yes. You don't want to be that person that people go, ooh, that go, I don't know. Um, that so looks sick, or yeah, you're you know, and- you're representing dairy goats at at these shows, at these fairs. Um, people are walking through and learning. Um, especially here, we get a lot of people from the city uh, who have never seen livestock before or see livestock once a, once a year at, when they come to the Dutchess County fair. Right. I think the most asked question is, did you cut your goat's ears off? Oh, those, those Lamaches. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad we don't breed Lamaches just for that reason. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, it would drive me nuts. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, people ask, oh, where are their horns and all that stuff. So, so we kindly educate the, the people. And uh, try to be as good of a representative for dairy goats and ADGA and um, dairy in general 
uh, for the public. You know, agriculture gets enough negative feedback. Yeah. We don't need to add to that, right? Uh, so just try to be mindful and take care of your animals yeah. and represent them well. Right, and be informative, too. Yeah. Do a little research. You know, most of us as breeders know the basics about our animals, but kind of educate yourself on maybe some of those questions that you might not think to know, mm -hmm. you know, such as where do your goats come from? You know, like the Guernseys come from the girl, the Guernsey Isles of Great Britain. I did know that, but I didn't know the entire history behind them until I made our information boards. Right. You know, go on the ADGA website and look at each individual type of goat and just kind of read through it really quick if you are new to your breed. Yeah, I agree. Um, and I think giving people good knowledge uh, as they ask questions is important. Uh, so definitely, uh, you know, don't, don't just say, oh, it's my goat, grabbed it. Oh, uh, she's nanny goat. Uh, Tierney almost spit out her drink. Uh, make, make sure, just try to, like I said, just try to represent yourself well. Are you okay? Yeah. Did it go down the wrong tube? I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> she didn't like the nanny goat. Um, anything else you can think of as far as county fairs, what to uh, expect? Um, obviously, you want some kind of hay feeders. We changed to... Uh, the metal hay racks. We used to use the hay nets and I absolutely hated them. So we switched over to hay racks and got those and loved them. They yeah. were just so much easier. Uh, water buckets, all that good stuff. Um, anything else you can think of? Um, I think my biggest thing is if you're going for the first time, bring everything you would bring for a one day show and then times it by seven. Yeah. So if you're planning on bringing your own hay, maybe that's something that's provided. Maybe it's something that's not. Always bring more. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I think I had thing, three bales left over. Right, but the last thing you you don't know. You know, sometimes your goats are sitting there and they're just eating the heck out of that hay all yeah. week long. We had that happen a couple years ago. We brought what we thought was plenty and ended up having to borrow some mm -hmm. from a neighbor. You know, like I said before, know where the local feed stores are if there's not a feed source available at your fair. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it tends to be when it's colder out, they'll eat more. And when it's super hot, they just want to drink water, munch a little bit of hay. But uh, yeah. for the most part, they just want that water. Um, so we kind of had best of both worlds where they started out eating. I think they went through a bale in a day and day and a half right. instead of just usually 12 hours uh so we had leftover hay which was great um do you think that now that we had duchess with the rv mm -hmm. with a decent number of goats we brought 10 yeah do you think we're ready for nationals i sure just to so. go and, and and be exhibitors yeah i mean i think i'm coming back to it my master list yeah you know i think it's kind of hard to say, but I was actually speaking with our goat superintendent who's new at our, her first year. Yeah. It's her first year at our County fair. And I remember saying to her, our first year, I felt very uneducated in the way of, I wish they had 
I don't want to say a list, but something to say, this is what's provided. This is what's not. This is where certain things are located. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if nationals does that. Do you mean like a kind of like a welcome to the fair? Yes. We have Maston speed on hand. We have, right. you know, <laughs> plenty of water resources. If you want to use a filter, you know, that kind of stuff. Yes. So basically what you're saying is that any new exhibitor for any show should really just listen to our podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) You know, but as far as nationals goes, what types of pens are they available? Do they have available? Is it cattle panel or are they more solid? Do we need to bring clips for our water buckets? Will our hay racks fit on the pens? Well, I think with something like that, that's more of a maybe not – Maybe not like call up Harrisburg and ask, right? Or ADGA, but maybe ask Brandy Giacchino, who's been there, Nate Funk, who's been there. Right. Uh, but I'm talking about someone who might be more new than we yeah, are. Yeah. I, who doesn't have, who don't have people to lean on and ask. I agree. I think, know, I, I think maybe that should be like a post uh, right. that us as Ringside makes as we get more information. Uh, so we can give that to the people. Um, that's a really good idea. I like that. Because, yes, you're right. Not everybody is going to, A lot of people that may be going to a national show in their area uh, that's like four hours from them like us. Right. It's going to be their first national show. And, yes, we've shown quite a bit. But it's still our first. We're going to – something's going to surprise us, right? Right. You, know, <laughs> so, I mean, you can it's, – it's pretty self-explanatory. You can look up the location – but are exhibitors inside the location or do we kind of, I want to call it camp out outside of the grounds, the facility, you know, little things like that. Maybe it's my overthinking nature and my my master of lists mentality. (laughs) OCD. I wouldn't go OCD. Maybe a little bit. Um, We'll go OCD tendencies here. but (laughs) (laughs) But I like to be prepared. I'm a firm believer in, if you're prepared for a disaster, it won't happen. You know, so always carry, you know, a spare tire with your trailer, you know, things like that. So I just like to be prepared. I like to, I don't want to say be comfortable, but I like to know mm-hmm. that I'm going in being as prepared as possible. Yeah. And that makes me comfortable. I can jive with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely makes you more comfortable. There's nothing better than a wound up tyranny going to a show. <laughs> Yeah. So it's uh, definitely anything to make it easier, right? Uh, that's what it's really all about. Yeah. So Easier on us, easier on our animals, most importantly. And I know we make it sound like, oh my gosh, fair kind of sounds like a lot. And it can be a lot, but it's also really fun and, and is enjoyable. Uh, that's really our second family, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. I mean, those exhibitors, everyone from Carmen and Jeff and Sally... Danielle, Caitlin, you know, all those faith, everybody. It just makes it, it's just a family. They're our far, they are our farm fair family. Yeah. The FFF. <laughs> the FFF. <laughs> it's a new club we just started. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, they are. And so it's really great to be able to just sit down for the week and talk with people. Uh, Tierney knows that I don't stop talking all week. I'm always it's bouncing from. It's exhausting trying to find him. <laughs> I'm always bouncing around from Sally to Daniel to the, the cow, cow barn. barn. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. Uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun and it was needed. Yeah. I think it was, it was great to 
you know, spend the week with you yes. and Alice and that family picture that we have is going to be framed on the wall and yes. it was the cutest thing ever. You with your Guernsey, me with my Overhasley and Alice right in the middle like it should be. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, for me, fair is more work before we even get there. Yes. It's, it's, it's the packing and the preparing yeah. and the, the Jenga of what will fit in the back of the truck versus what will fit in the now RV or trailer, mm -hmm. you know, but I make my lists and I check them twice because forgetting something is the worst. And I don't want Once to be on that there, naughty list. You don't want to have to leave other than a grocery run. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just... not going to bring a full cart of groceries along with everything else. No, and but... you can't survive on fair food all week long as much as we'd like to. It's nice to have. By the end of the know, week, I was like, I'm done some fresh fruit or a nice, you know, salad <laughs> or a cold cut sandwich that doesn't cost $15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although cold cuts have gone up, but that's another segment. Oh, yeah, we, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's another episode. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was so hot that I was eating fruit that I've never eaten before. Yes, John I'm, eating fruit, go figure. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> no. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. It doesn't. It felt kind of usually. Like usually, I buy fruit, and I think John will eat it, and then it goes bad. So that's a standing joke here in the house. Mm. Anyway, um... yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh huh, yeah. That's cool. Anyway, yeah, fair week is more work for Tierney before fair week begins. And John, excuse me, but more so John while we're there, and especially this year because having Alice was a full time job in and of itself. You know, clipping goats is hard, right? Yes, I, okay. I, I'm not negating that. I'm just saying, <laughs> as far as making sure that we have everything. That yeah, we need yeah, is yeah, typically yeah. My She's the boss. I just work here. Is really what it comes down to. Tierney says, "Here's the list. Let's go." Well, even before Alice, it was I take care yeah. of us. You take care of the goats, and mm -hmm. that way we can enjoy ourselves, and we're not rushing around going, "I need this. I need that. Where's this? Where's that?" It's all kind of just there, right? And I can't say how many people walk through and we're like, "Wow, we really like your setup." Yeah. You know, we have our fridge and our table and our chairs. Milk stand, one all that side. Stuff. We literally have, what, a 15 by 5 foot area. strip of area. Yeah. You know, it, we were fortunate a pop-up tent fit this year. Typically, it wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in that small, compact area, we have a goat side with our milk stand. Yeah, don't forget your milk stands. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and under the milk stand, we kind of store grain and hay and you know stuff that we need oh rolling cart uh wagon yeah the yeah. collapsible canvas wagon oh it's great because it stores really easy in your truck it fits a bale of hay perfectly yep and contractor bags to put your hay into if it's gonna rain yes so our facility is an outside facility you know the barn's obviously enclosed but it's open air right um and since you're on the outside of the barn where your setup is uh, yeah, it, the dew and the rain can affect your hay. So we put it in contractor bags and push it as close as possible without the closest possible without the goats to be able to reach it. Yeah, they reach their head in and eat, <laughs> well, they try to eat our tablecloth. Yeah, but that's another point too: is keep your area neat mm -hmm. if you are exhibiting similarly to how we are. Yeah, you know, those open air barns. You're in a compact area. Tablecloths make a big difference. It looks more put together you know people will think oh they have a nice setup their goats look good it just it means more yeah 
and I don't know about other fairs, but I know our fair will uh, win if you if your barn in entirety. Uh, so every person that's in the barn, if your setup looks uh, nice and neat and clean, you get the barn of the day. Yeah. Um, so you get recognized for that, and people really take pride in that. Um, I know one of the goat barns got it. I don't know if ours did. We did. We had the mums hanging. It was our barn. Was it our we barn? We got it on Thursday, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so we won it. Uh, it's because I swept it out and made it look mint. It's all you, John. I know, right? <laughs> High five. High five. So I think that covers everything uh, so far. I'm sure people may have questions. I was going to say, it never covers everything, but it covers the points that are... Important. Yeah. Uh, not that other points aren't well, they're, important. They're important to us. Yeah. And maybe other points might be important to other people. And I'm sure we're missing something. Oh, definitely. It's an hour-long show, uh, and we're actually running a little long. We thought we were going to be short, but... <laughs> we are ready for bed over here. Yeah, so I think we'll wrap it up there. Sounds good. Well, everybody, this has been Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. I'm John. That's Tierney, not Nate. Nate will be back next week. We gave him the week off. Y'all have a great day. Thanks for having me. Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast, is not an affiliate of the American Dairy Goat Association. All opinions or information regarding the ADGA does not represent the registry.